Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this episode, I'm interviewing my co-host of Let's Talk Purpose, Brittany Deddy. You're going to love her story, so let's get to it. Good morning, everybody. Coming to you live from the local Legends Lab here in Crowley, Texas. Big shout out to our producer, Taylor Perky, behind the scenes. Hello. Hello. And obviously my beautiful co-host, whose hair looks amazing today. Oh, thank you very much. BP Diddy. <laughs> What's up? I'm super excited about today's... I'm always excited. Yeah. In general. Fun. Like, uh, yeah, but I'm very excited today. People uh, ha- don't get to hear from you very often. Last month, we got... Brad and I got to share mm-hmm. a little bit more about our marriage fun. and the ups and downs of marriage. Um but today we're going to hear your story and you are a secret weapon in the kingdom. <laughs> and uh, I hope to expose that today. I hope, I hope to uh, make you very kingdomly, kingdom popular. popular. Right. I'll take that. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like people like know me and know my stuff, but maybe they don't. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like you poker face well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Look at, look at Liz over there. She's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. She's got the face going on yeah me and liz have this relationship (laughs) we're like i don't know you and she's like i don't know you (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have kathy isley with us this morning from facebook kathy if you would share this to your wall that would be amazing we have an animator with us this morning anyways what what's if what's up what's if what's up anyways if you guys would like this share it to your wall that would be amazing Brittany, tell us about our uh, sponsors while I share this to my wall. Alrighty, we have Innovative Construction Services, that Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. Give them a call as they'd love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. There's that phone number, 817-672-5272, InnovativeSBC.com. And for Express Employment Professionals Staffing Company, we have a hot job today. Ooh, Our hot jobs this I feel month. fire. <laughs> this month, <laughs> the hot jobs are in the hotel industry. Ooh. So the largest demand area right now is in Alvarado. Interesting. Looking to fill six to eight positions in the front Wait. desk. Who's going to Alvarado? I don't mean to be. I I know. (laughs) I say that about Burleson, but I'm like, who's going to Alvarado Alvarado. and spending the night? Must be truckers. I don't know. Truckers? Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess people could. Okay. So they're looking to fill six to eight positions in the front desk in housekeeping. Amazing benefits offered. So if you're interested, text the word hotel to 817-371-0218 or call the office. And their number's right there, 817-487-487. 4,900. Very exciting. I love uh, Sonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does a lot. She actually offices um, part-time out of our North Campus and works with a lot of our residents and helping them get jobs. Very effective at what she does and very good at communicating with people, trying to yeah. find jobs that you feel like you're going to love. So right. Uh, on another note, full disclosure, I have a cold today. <laughs> um, I'm so starting to feel it. I am sucking on a cough drop so that <laughs> I don't have any coughing fits. <laughs> So you're welcome for that. Um, I'm excited. So this weekend, containing yeah. his character conference. Talk about that. Um, you're, you're stalling. <laughs> 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 containing his character conference. There it is. Taylor is always on it. Look at that so, graphic. I'm excited about this one. I am very excited. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little overwhelmed by the message. Mm. Because I'm like, oh, this is a six-page message and it's, and that's only one of three sessions. So I'm like, I got to cut this down. I got to cut this down. Because, you know, too much information can be too much information. It sure. overloads people. Sure. But I'm very passionate about this message because it's been such a part of, you know, so, so many times I share my journey with the Holy Spirit and really coming in contact with the anointing. And I think God's brought me full circle back to the importance of understanding his character and his glory. Mm-hmm. And that that really is what the source of the anointing is. And so I've become very passionate about communicating the importance of understanding his character um, and his glory and how do we increase our capacity to contain his character so that we can flow in the greater anointing of the, mm. of the kingdom. So that's a little nugget of the 
um, weekend. Also, if you signed up for the extended character package, um, we have prophetic teams coming yeah. Saturday morning. Super excited about that. Uh, you are one of the prophetic teams. Kyler. I'm on one of them, yeah. Yeah, sh- <laughs> Kyler, uh, Shirley Greenroy, Phil and Patrice Brown, uh, Steve and Lana. Uh, uh, I think their last name is Ragon. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm messing up their name. Um, but I talked to Patty today. I think Patty and Frank are going to come. They're oh, going nice. to be a, yeah. So I'm excited about possibly Pastor Rick Douglas will be there okay. to be a, uh, and then Gary Birkins. Mm-hmm. So Friday night, we're going to have some preaching improv. So we're going to have some fun, um, prayer stations. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing the prayer stations, which is always a powerful part, always a powerful component, just an opportunity to really sit and reflect. So I'm excited about, I'm going to say the shift that God is going to cause in some hearts. Um, and I, f- I feel like freedom is also the word the Lord has been giving me. So people are going to find some freedom from the religious per, uh, pressures or traditions of the church um, and just really find some freedom in just settling in his in his love and in his mm-hmm. character. So I'm excited about that. Um, but today we are going to be talking to you. <laughs> so <laughs> about your story. Um, so Brittany, uh, you and I met... 2014. 2014. 2014. So mm-hmm. uh, share with us a little bit about what your, just the logistics of what your life looks like now and what it looked like then. Okay. Logistically? Yes. Just logistically. Well, logistically, it doesn't look a whole lot different. Right. <laughs> um, I'm still I'm a single mom of three girls, um, and which that was the case then, and that is the case now. Um, back then, I guess I was divorced about two years so um, about 10 years out of doing that. And um, so logistically, everything looks about the same, except um, now I work at Crazy 8 Ministries. Um, back then, I wasn't working at all and just kind of floating around, um, just kind of seeing where things were going to go. I had babies and um, two-year-olds. So um, I was waiting for kids to get in school and for <laughs> <laughs> for me to get a little bit of a break and be able to actually do something, um, go somewhere and be involved in something. So I'm going to say, you know, logistically, it doesn't look a whole lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Life's about the same as far as my circumstances. As far as your circumstances. Mm -hmm. So then let's shift then and talk a little bit about what your life looked like spiritually, emotionally, in the soul realm when we met yeah, I was trying to remember. I was like over the oh, last... I love that you can't remember. I know. so good. Over the last few days, I was like, oh, what What was I like then? Who was I? Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> it is kind of hard to remember because so much has happened and, mm-hmm. you know, there's been so much growth in that. And so I'm like thinking back and I was like, I can definitely... I definitely know I was much more timid, um, fearful of everything and everyone. Um, I could say spiritually, I didn't grow up with a spiritual background. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't, I had been to church. Like it was when I got older and took myself to church. Mm -hmm. That's when um, I actually started getting involved in that. I can look back at um, college. Um, I was always drawn to the spiritual. Um, I was, when everyone else was um, I so, didn't know this. Yeah. Me, I'm like, tap, tap, tap on the... <laughs> I was drawn to the spiritual actually as a kid. Um, I remember, you know, like mm. they would have, um, you know, those big, huge family Bibles that are like 20 yes. pounds and, yes. you know, White. <laughs> I think ours was green. It was dark green. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting, you know, it sat on a bookshelf in the extra room where the computer was held. And I would go in there and I would open it up and I would like look at all the pictures because they had that whole section of these big colorful pictures and look at the pictures yes. and just try to kind of figure out what was going what on. What's happening here? Yeah. Why are these people naked? <laughs> There's that one picture in the Garden of Eden, right? In the right. It's right. like, what's happening in this picture? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then in high school, it was actually... Um, <coughs> Me and a few friends that um, just started going to church, um, which I think is kind of strange for a high school student. Um, And then in college, of course, I went to a Southern Baptist University that made you go to chapel every week and all this kind of stuff. And while everyone else was 
you know, um, upset about, you know, complaining and they're doing their own thing in chapel, I was like, Ooh, what am I going to learn today? Like, you know, I was just super excited about it. And that drawing between going to like these spiritual functions on campus and then the life I was in with the people I was with and my roommates and going over here and drinking and, you know, going out and drugs over here, you know, and it's like this, mm-hmm. it was always this split. And, yeah. um, so there was some tension in your life there internally. Yeah. Because I wanted, I, I was drawn to the spiritual, yeah. but I, everyone else drew me the other way because mm-hmm. if you wanted to have friends or be involved, you had to go the other way. Yeah. So, um, and then, um, so that kind of, after I got out of college, you know, all the, the spiritual stuff kind of ended, going to church ended and stuff until um, I ended up married and um, overseas and my husband deployed. And so then I was alone. And so that was the way I connected with people is I went to church on on the post, went to chapel, um, got involved in all the um, like Bible studies. I was in like two different ones. Um and that was where I found my niche with my people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I didn't know it at the time, but I was being mentored. And, yeah, you know, at that time, my headphones were falling. So um, that's where I really got drawn in. Um, but I remember being a young, you know, mom and sitting there and reading the Bible and trying to read the Bible and wanting so much to understand and have some sort of spiritual connection. I was going to church and reading and going, this is great. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm just like trying so hard, but having no, it it didn't make, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me and it didn't have an application in my life. It was just, I was reading for knowledge and trying to get this, trying to get the information. I thought if I got the information from the Bible, then something would change. Um, It's interesting that you have this common thread throughout your entire life of where you can see the spirit alluring you and putting that curiosity in you for the things of the kingdom. Oh yeah. You know, always. I I think that's, that's always been there. And as I've looked back, I've started kind of like writing, yeah, trying to write some stuff down and everything. And as I look back as a child, I know I prayed as a child. I know I, um, I learned as a child just through, um, the Holy spirit, I'm sure that things work out. Yeah. Things always worked out for my good. And, and, you know, now I look back and I think that's part of the reason I was such a chilled person I never dealt, you know, I never had anxiety as a child. I was just so blase because every time I had something, I just kind of laid at night and prayed about it and everything worked out. Yeah. So I was like, the Lord was teaching me at a young age that, you know, he's there and I don't. Which is very interesting because now, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but now one of your greatest strengths is that intercession. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting how you can see even that hint of your spiritual gift in even just your natural uh, tendencies as a child. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I try and tell people a lot, you're, there are hints of who you're becoming in who you've been. Mm-hmm. You know, even in, even not saying, like, they're, they're, obviously we've all gone through bad circumstances. We're not who we were, but there are still hints, hints in our heart in those in those dark times, in those quiet times when we're alone and we're just... Um, reflecting the, and that spirit is the spirit is stirring mm-hmm. we we capture hints yeah and I think one of the one of the biggest things that gets thrown at me today um, by the enemy is that you just had a super easy life and that's why things work out for you because you've just been given everything you know your your life has just been super easy and all this kind of stuff and I'm like no it's because the Lord was was with me the entire time, yeah, you know, good. the Lord was working on, on me and through me. Um, so I, I'm not gonna, that's good. You're not gonna entertain that. I'm message. not gonna let the, <laughs> the enemy have that one. Yeah. So if you're with us this morning, if you give us a wave or hello, Lauren Thorne is with us this morning. Arietta, Arietta Southard. I think quite a few people joining us from YouTube, which is great. Oh, Again, if you would click like, if you would share this, that would be fantastic. Tammy Murphy is with us, of course, always joining us. Big supporter. She's labeled as a top fan. Oh, wow. Look at you, Tammy. (laughs) 
you guys have any questions for Brittany or if you want her to expand on anything, let's see if we can make her sweat this morning. <laughs> hey, Jen. Hey, Jen Charity. Jen is with us this morning. Charity Hip is coming. I hear she's possibly staying at your house. Yes. She's so excited. I was like, do you need a place to stay? And she's like, I've already hooked up with Britt. And I'm like, yes. Um, <clears throat> so let's fast forward to, I, I, I want to say like when we first met, mm-hmm. but it just happens to be then also that is the night really you had an encounter with God. So right. let's, let's fast forward and talk a little bit about that night. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're going to that. We're night. already going there. We're going let's to go. that they, night. People want to hear the good stuff. Right? All right. We're going to go to <laughs> May. <laughs> yeah. I had been coming to read and execute for about a month. And when that night happened, uh, May of 2014, um, I was invited to a house meeting, which I had no clue what that was. Yeah. Um, we still don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never know what, you know, I never knew what any of this stuff was. And, um, you know, I went because it was my friend. I trusted her. Um, I was like, okay. Shout out to Brandy Rush. To Brandy Rush. We'll do this. And um, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I remember the night, the day of that house meeting and being in the parking lot of Albertson's and something went through my head, and it was something pertaining to a scripture. And I was like, where is that? And I recalled it, and I looked it up, and it was there. And that was the first time, like, the Holy Spirit had ever, like, revealed scripture and, so like, good. a word of knowledge, so like, good. to me. Yes. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know what it was at that point. I was like, oh, well, that was cool. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, um, but I remember oh, ha- <laughs> having that, <laughs> the nervous internal jitters all day long and not knowing why. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Having no idea the why. The quickening of the spirit is what we'll call that. Right. <laughs> because I wasn't nervous about going. Um, I had no reason to be nervous. I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Um, so, yeah, we show up, you know, of course house meetings, a little praise and worship, whatnot. Um, before I left, I had asked, I had told the Lord, I was like, you know, if you have something for me or what, I don't even remember how I phrased it. Um, you know, she's going to, something's going to be said about, I think it was anger and maybe bitterness, something like that. Anyway, um, after worship, you stood up and spoke just a word for a few minutes. And those were the things you mentioned, like in the first sentence, um, had to do with anger and bitterness. Interesting. And um, so when you were like, you know, I'm going to open the floor for ministry, I was like, oh, I have to do this now because I've I've thrown out this fleece and it was answered and I'm going to do this. And I am not one to ever ask to be the center of attention, um, to come up for prayer. Um, I don't know that I'd ever had anybody come pray over me like that or anything like that. Um. I think yeah, that w- pointing out and recalling that you mentioned earlier that you were a very timid person. Yeah. Kind of shy, kept to yourself, very introverted. So I was afraid of what everyone thought of me. Yeah. I was, you know, which I think <clears throat> a general fear is, you know, just mm-hmm. fear of man, but it was like to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, I think I was the second person to go up because I was towards the back, but I know my hand shot up and you acknowledged that you saw me. Um, Stood a, um, went up there, and I don't know if it's the first thing you said, but you said, do you have a prayer language? And I was like, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> which means no. Um, <laughs> it does mean no. It's kind of like having an orgasm. You yeah, know if you have You one. don't know, you don't know. You didn't. <laughs> if you don't know, you haven't had it. <laughs> and you were You're like, welcome for that analogy. <laughs> Nobody will forget that now. <laughs> you were amazed like do you think I've had an orgasm and I just don't know Mm-mm. no nope <laughs> anyways I digress speaking in tongues yeah I just said have you ever spoken tongues and I was like no so um and you said well you're going to tonight and I thought <laughs> okay whatever um and uh I remember the uh the story that you ministered to me was the um unforgiving servant the unmerciful servant Interesting. Um, that was the the scripture that you used. To so, do you to not to not to get off topic too much? But do you feel like that in that season of your life that you had unforgiveness in your heart? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, we, sure. I, I I jumped over that part of the story, <laughs> <laughs> that part of your testimony, going through divorce. Yeah. The breakup of your husband. Do you want to share anything about that, or do you want to keep going? Um. No. I mean, it just. Just know that it was <laughs> was not good. I it mean, it was not good. Yeah, so, divorce is never good, but this was. 
an emotionally well, abusive situation yes. and yeah that a lot of infidelity and um yeah and a lot of things I didn't find out until after I was divorced yeah, so, yeah. and keeping in mind that you had how old were your twins twin girls when all this started kind of when you got divorced when I got divorced well they were like seven months old yeah so yeah so they were their babies a two three-year-old yeah Layla's, then, Layla was a few years older and then seven-month-old twin girls so I'm feeling a little better for you right now <laughs> <laughs> okay so I'm merciful servant yeah and so um you know I I kind of identified with it you know I it wasn't, I'm not going to say I was oh so convicted and just, you know, sure. anything at that moment. Um, but definitely I, I have pictured, <laughs> you yes. know, I went, I went down, um, in the spirit, you know, and I, I kind of felt that, you know, laid back, you know, was on the ground, totally coherent, totally, you know, just kind of sitting there thinking, um, and then and stuff, you were the first person to go down that night. Yes, probably. Because the, the, I, I think, yeah, I, I think you were the second person I prayed for anyways. Yeah. And so my, uh, my point is, is you hadn't seen that right. going on that night. It's not like you were the 10th person and every person before you had fallen out. So it's like, okay, I know what to do. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing to bring up. I mean, I I had never seen it before. Right. I had never heard anyone speak in tongues that I knew of. I, yeah. I didn't know what that was supposed to be, what it was supposed to sound like. Um, so yeah, I did go down and, um, and then things just started to happen and you kind of get to that point where like in my head, I was like, I need to get up. Um, nothing's really, (laughs) I don't know why I'm here. You know, I need to get up and, you know, just, why am I on the floor? Enjoy. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't. And, um, at that point your body just doesn't work and it's just too heavy to get up. And so, and then things just, I don't know, things just started to happen. I just started to, um, I think it was just the movement of the Holy Spirit within me that just started, um, I don't know, you just kind of get this warm, tingly feeling and things just, you know, start going through your, through your head, through your imagination. Um, I know Shirley was there beside me praying for me, um, and then I remember you coming over and um, flicking my chin, flicking my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and said, I lose you to, to speak in tongues or something. And then a little while later, it just, the chatter started. The, mm-hmm. Or no, 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 that's not true. You said, then you made me repeat, um, uh, what is it? Jesus, Jesus Christ, is, Lord. Jesus is my Savior or something. Yes. Yeah. Something, something to that effect. Uh-huh. Yeah. And as I said it, it just turned into the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just started speaking in tongues. Yep, to that chatter, um, which was like, and then it's such a like joyous experience. Like I think once that starts happening, everything just gets fun and lighter, and and then you're just like, okay, yeah, now I'm all in. I'm all in it. This is good. This yeah. feels so good. <clears throat> um, and then I know there was some deliverance happening um, after that. Once the Holy Spirit rushed in, then some things were coming out and um, it got a little bit, a little bit crazy, a little bit cranky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Started, you know, feeling like I might throw up and stuff and then, but never did. But, um, and then it started getting a little while again, contorting my body a little bit and yeah, flipped me over. And that's when I remember you came and laid on top of me. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good. I mean, it was a good thing to bring everything thing down. And then um, the last thing I remember is you whispered in my ear, I love you. Um, I was like, I love you too. And then you asked Brandy, what's her name? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. So that was our, that was our formal introduction, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's when you uh, learned my name and... <laughs> BP Daddy. We she met. didn't say BP Daddy though. She said Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we met. So that's when that's when my life changed. That's so good. So good. So I remember that following Monday, then you had a lot of questions. You asked oh, if you yeah. could come visit me in my office. So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you're in that moment and you're experiencing the spirit and you're like, this feels great. Like this feels so right. And then you come out from under the unction of the spirit and you still have this encounter and you have this experience, but your mind kicks in. Mm-hmm. 
and you start going, what the snap was that? Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I remember the next night, I think it was the next night <sighs> in bed having an encounter and looking back on it, it could have been just the Holy Spirit. It could have been um, some of the demonic trying trying to make its way back in. Um, I don't know, but I did have an, uh, an encounter um, that night. And um, so I remember Monday morning, I was like, okay, what, what happened? Like, I want to, I was like, what happened on the ground? Because I want to get back to that. And yes. what's happening over here? Um, and, you know, and there was just some a little bit of conversation, you know, I think you just kind of laughed, laughed a little bit and smiled, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then there, um, and then I remember you telling me, um, you have a gift of interpretation of tongues and discerning of spirits and just kind of talked about what that might mean a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and then I asked if I could come to prayer observatory on Thursday mornings. Oh, yes. I forget about prayer observatory, what I had <laughs> yeah. for years. Yeah, that was so good. So yeah. yeah, then I started coming to prayer observatory. And so for those of you who are listening, for years I did on Thursday mornings, I opened up basically my office door. I would go in for prayer every morning. And on Thursdays, I opened up my office door for people to come in and observe, which sounds crazy. <laughs> but I couldn't think of a different way to teach or challenge people in their prayer life other than to, and not that mine's perfect or that I have it all figured out, but to just experience yeah. my, in, my interaction with the, with the Lord through the Holy Spirit, how I read scripture. And oh, we had a lot of crazy experiences during to, those prayer observatories. Mm-hmm. Those were good. One of my strongest out of body experiences was during that time frame. In fact, you typed, typed it up it for up. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in there. But we'll save that for <laughs> my personal experiences with the Holy Spirit journey. That if you guys aren't following that, you can follow that. Um, so back to you. So you had all these questions and decided to start coming to prayer observatory. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you kind of went from zero to a hundred? Most definitely. Um, I'm glad you said that because I'm like, for sure. When you told me, I remember Monday when you were like, so I had another experience like that in my on my own like Saturday. And I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> he is after her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember feeling like that was extremely telltale of what God was doing in your life. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things like that I've, I like tell you and stuff. And then like a year later, you'll be like, oh, this is what I was thinking <laughs> when you said that. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known. I wish I had known. So, yeah. And then, um, so then it just started coming to more stuff or whatever. But then the Lord started revealing things slowly like you say I went from zero to a hundred yeah in the spirit but there was all that that had to in the middle yes that had that. to be had to be filled in yeah I mean I think a lot of people say they they don't didn't have this big experience where they came into you know the, the second baptism of the Holy Spirit you know or, or any of that and um but they kind of worked up slowly and I was like I went from zero to a hundred and then went back yeah, that's and, good. I and like filled the in the gap. Mm-hmm. And I think um, if he had done it slowly, like this slow buildup, I probably never would have gotten there yeah. because I would have logically worked my way out of it before I got to the big experience. Yeah, yeah. So I needed that huge experience to to where I could not negate. That became your anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where you can't negate anything else that he's going to teach me yeah. over this these years. And so... Um, you know, he mentioned um, interpretation of tongues and everything. I was like, okay. And, but then he started to reveal it, you know, and it would be a slow thing. And I remember um, it was, I think it was during prayer observatory in your office, you came out in a tongue. And I remember like getting the feeling, you know, just like <coughs> the, the shakiness, the Holy Spirit is all over this and thinking, and I just kept getting one phrase in my head. And, a few minutes later, you kind of came out with an interpretation and that exact phrase was in it. And I was like, okay. What the what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. Okay. It was coming. I like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get there. And then it just offered different opportunities, you know, throughout um, Monday night praise and worships and stuff like that, where it would come, you know, and, and things would come. I was remembering a, 
uh, you know, I don't know, there used to be all kinds of crazy prayer meetings that would spontaneously yes. happen yes. And, uh, that first year. And just being with like all these other people, uh, Patty Pace may have been there, Patrice, some of the younglings, Alyssa and all them. And, you know, we're all like huddled up praying and tongue comes out and I'm interpreting and like people are on the floor and everybody's crying. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting this, you know, and, and it happened I don't know, several times. Actually, the first time I ever had to minister to somebody, I, I wouldn't say it was an interpretation of yeah. tongues. I don't know if you, you probably remember. Um, I think it was the first time it was Monday night. Cecily was there. Uh-huh. And you said, I'm not going to minister to her because I know her too well. Uh-huh. And you pulled me up to minister to her. And that was the first time I had ever been nice. put in front of somebody and yeah. said minister to her. And I had absolutely no idea what to do or what to say. You're welcome. Yeah. and you stood behind me and whispered in my ear the entire time in tongues and I was like okay I can do this and so I just kind of like I would say got interpretation in my head and so cool and that's how I wonder if if Cecily remembers that I'm gonna have to ask her about it I don't know because I'm pretty sure uh, actually I'm really sure um then you in turn had her minister loving kindness to me (laughs) That is definitely something I would have to absolutely minister. Yeah. I was like, because she could tell I didn't have it. <laughs> and I don't know that it took. Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> so. so you've been on this journey of obviously getting to know God, getting to understand who he is, getting to know who you are, your gifts, and this journey of just opportunities to really step into that anointing. Mm-hmm. You shared about your the first time that you ever ministered to somebody Share a couple of the other, well, for, I'd, I'd love to hear, like, if you had to go back and really identify, and, and we, I don't want to say, I, I could say demons, but I, I want to make it more relevant, right, than just a demon, just messages, you know, because demons speak messages, mm-hmm. right? They, they become like the demon of rejection or the demon of failure or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like um, are some of the just pinnacle moments where God has really delivered you some, from some really toxic lies in your life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I can't specify a moment, but, um, you know, one of the things, um, the, the Satan always told me was you have nothing relevant to say you shut up and sit down, you know, you be quiet. Um, and that's something he's delivered me from with the word, because it's like, if I have the word, then I always have something relevant to say. That's good. In, in any situation, really um, I think people think I'm, I don't know, I, I am still quiet, but it's not because I'm afraid to say something. Yeah. It's usually. I think that's because you're intentional. Yeah. You know, you just don't speak to just speak. Yeah. I think that's where the discerning of spirits come in. I like read a room very well, um, read a conversation really well and know if somebody's going to, you know accept what I'm going to say you know like if I'm if it's even worth saying (laughs) yeah so that um I don't know I mean I think a lot of fear went in the initial you know initial baptism yeah yeah um yeah there was a lot of fear um worthlessness went in that one um over the years of course more fear has gone because that's that's been a common theme. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of specific. Pretty well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of specific yeah. things, but yeah. I think it's all been kind of a general mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Working so over, over the years, you've been prophesied over many times by several different people, mm-hmm. um, not just me. Right. Know, obviously, oh, yeah. like though, but what do you feel like is a common message that God speaks to you when you're being prof- prophesied over? <laughs> Um, well, actually I was prophesied over, um, not last weekend, weekend before <coughs> and everyone's like, what'd you get? You know, was it something good? Do you want to share? And I was like, it's the same thing I always get. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what's that? Um, you're a warrior in the spirit. Um, that's a common one. Um, your words are important. Your words are like fiery arrows. Um, that's been very common. Um, you're in a new season and a transitional period. I have heard that for eight years. She's been in a new season <laughs> and in a transitional period for eight years. Yeah. And which, um, 
<laughs> people are like, can you be in a new season for eight years? And I was like, uh, thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, with the Lord yeah. and with growth, you're always going to be in yep. something new. And yeah. with, every with spring is something new Yeah, in the, in the natural. Yeah. A new season happens every year. Mm-hmm. Four times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty common. Um, I don't know. Um, writing has been a common one. Um, I don't know. Speaking, uh, like being a voice. Yeah. 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 Which so is interesting because you talked a lot about the core lie of being quiet, sh- shut up. Don't, you don't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. No one, no one cares what you have to say. Those kinds of things. But I think even just coming and, you know, being the co-host of this show was just a huge act against the devil and saying, nope, I do have a voice. God has something for me to say and I'm going to speak. Yeah. And by, by this time it was easy. Yes. You know, whereas before everything was like, oh, the struggle and I'm like forcing myself to do something just kind of on faith, but just doing it just to do it. And I remember when you asked me, I was like, well, yeah, I think you had yeah. more doubts about it than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, but um, I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Um, even like narrating the books and stuff. Yes. I, even though it's not some, it's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, I'm just reading someone yeah. else's words, but still it's, I have Your to voice. listen back to my voice a hundred times, you yeah. know, in editing and producing and stuff. And so that has been a challenge. Yeah. If you guys have not listened to any of my audiobooks, I would highly recommend that you go to Audible, download them. And uh, Brittany is a narrator. She's also working on the third one now, yeah? Mm-hmm. Prayer. I'm forcing prayer. <coughs> so enforcing prayers in the process, which will be awesome. I'm excited to hear about that. But one of the things I want to point out is, is in getting that prophetic word, I think a lot of times when people, you know, prophesy something like God has given you a voice, you know, yada, yada. We just, we make these assumptions that must mean I'm going to be the next Joyce Meyer mm-hmm. versus no, God is going to call me to narrate a book. And my voice is because I, I'm not going to just ask anybody to narrate one of my books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was super intentional. I was like, you know, Brittany knows the heart behind my books. She's a very fluent reader. You have great fluctuation, but more than anything, you capture the heart of the book. And that was so important for me. And your voice is very soothing. My mom's always like, Brittany is such a good coach. She, she just has a really great radio voice, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, she really does. She's like, I could just listen to her all day, you know? And so I, I, my point is, is I think sometimes we get prophetic words and we make these assumptions that it must mean this. And then we miss the little moments mm-hmm. of this is, this is that which God has spoken over my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to negate the, the big imagination of what sure, it could be. Absolutely. But chances are it's not going to go straight to that. You know, there's going to be these. Yeah, you got to be faithful in the small yeah, things. These tiny steps along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty common prophetic word I've gotten. You've been faithful in the small. And oh, okay. He's going to give you more. Yeah. Um, I heard that one a lot. So, um, yeah. Trying to figure out where we're at now. All right. So if you are with us, give us a wave. Give us hello. Uh, Laura, Lauren Thorne says, if you ever want to do prayer observatory down again, <laughs> I'm down. So good. Jennifer Bunyard. Uh, Bunyard. <laughs> well, it says Bunyard. Yes, it does. Schumacher is with us. Good morning. Uh, Teddy Barrett is with us. This is so good. Thank you for sharing this. It's so good. If you are with us, give us a wave. Give us a hello. Um, currently not doing observatory. So Liz, look at her. She's like, posted uh, my dem- prayer demonstration under um, that I do have those on YouTube. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> which is a little, little nugget of what they, but they were like 45 minutes to an hour long. And of course the entire atmosphere shifted. Right. But it was a good time. I might do one just for fun. Yeah. I mean, you think a prayer observatory, like I don't want to, <coughs> there's not a whole lot of people. <laughs> Truthfully, there's not a whole lot of people I'd want to sit and listen and watch pray. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially when they're not praying over me. They're just praying on their own. Yes, it's I was basically acting like nobody was in the room, mm-hmm. which was extremely vulnerable because there were times when I would experience some serious repentance, which we should when mm-hmm. we're in when they're in the presence of God, you things should be changing. Mm-hmm. And so all of that was open and 
Yeah. It's know? not like she was ministering to us. She was um, praying over her family, over, you know, <clears throat> her ministry, her, yeah, her life. My marriage. Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. So who is Brittany Daddy today? <laughs> and where are you going? And I know these are all loaded questions and, you know. We're all, and I understand a lot of them are just hypothetical, right? But sure. I, I just am curious to know, um, and, and I'll go ahead and say like full, full disclosure, you know, I, I also realized that like when you read Enforcing Purpose and you did the worksheets in the back that you're like, this is really hard for me because once I write it down, I can't unwrite mm-hmm. it and unknow it and all that stuff. So, you know, full disclosure, you know, that there's a challenge there for you to set goals and that's been some barriers that God is breaking you through as well. So... Oh yeah, all the goal stuff. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've uh, I've hated goals. And, you know, it's always been one of those things. I'm like, no, I fly by the seat of my pants. You know, that's the four wing in me of my five. Um, you know, I don't like to make these specific um, uh, these specific intentions or these specific goals. And this is you know figuring out why um, is because I I don't want to fail. Yeah. Um, when you put your goals out there, then I think it's, this is the intention. If I don't hit it, then I've lost Yeah. and I failed instead of it being something to free you and free your time and, and show you where you're focusing and that it's okay to focus here, your time here. And then it's just, I'm not going to even try because I don't want to fail. Yeah. Um, it's funny. One of the, one of the only things you've worked me through with a goal is one of the only things that I've succeeded at. Like, which is what? Um, getting the stuff, buying the equipment, and to do the narrating. To do the narrating. Mm-hmm. Taking and that risk, spending one, the money, yep. investing in that narration. Worked out the goal, worked out the <clears throat> timeline. Which, um, by the way, I will throw this out there. If you are out there and you are, an, you are an author and you're like, I have no idea how to even breach audiobook because it's not easy I feel like that was almost more difficult figuring that out than Liz is over there like <laughs> um I, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Brittany out there like mm-hmm. reach out to her let her narrate your book let her do the I mean she does all the back end of it too the the editing um the uploading um the the publishing of it all that stuff so I, I will throw her out there uh so yeah that sure. was a big risk for you sure um so anyways. And so, I mean, that's one of the, where am I so going? So you're saying you need to work with me some more on some of your goals. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't want to, but I probably will. <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, but that's part, that might be part of where I'm going, you know, is is pursuing that a little bit. Um, so, I don't know, I'm going to go back to who I am now. Um, I am definitely much more confident. Um, I knew you were going to say that first. That's why I just looked at you like, <laughs> say it. <laughs> Confident, bold um, in the Lord and knowing who I am and, you know, the way I was created. Yeah. Um, now I can look at relationships and people and not be victimized by them. Um, I can stand up for myself, um, you know, stand up for my children, Um which has really come to pass lately. And it's been fun to see, you know, the Holy Spirit work in that and, and things shift and, and yeah. things happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I'm currently in that new season and that yeah. transitional yeah. phase as always. But this is one where, this is one where I'm really like, it's going to take a partnership between me and the Lord. You know, I think before it was all the Lord. <laughs> it's like, this new season and this new transition. I really appreciate that. That's good. Yeah. It's always been the Lord just taking me somewhere and I'm just along for the ride and I'm just kind of, it's just happening and it's happening to me and I'm letting it happen to me. And now I think with this transition and this season, it's like the Lord's looking at me like, what do you want to do? Like, yeah. where are you going to go? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, aren't you supposed to tell me, you know, yeah. like you're supposed to be telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, it's such a beautiful picture of, me hearing God saying, because I can trust you, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know there you, there were years ago when somebody pr- proposed that to me and saying like, God wants to know that he can trust you. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that place, you'll know when God can trust you is when he starts letting you navigate more. And he, in some regard, supports your decisions mm. 
and which is authority. Right. You know, I was thinking about when we went to Nashville and we had that very first house meeting and I was like, this is really different. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, I mean, like, whenever you're ready, let me know. And he's like, whenever you're ready, let mm-hmm. me know. You know, so I'm waiting on you. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> <Then> let's go. <laughs> so I was, you know, that reminds me of what you're saying is, and so I hear in that God saying, because I can trust you, mm. because I can trust you. That's good. So that's encouraging. Yeah. I was thinking, I mean, it's just opened up the doors. He's opened up pathways and yeah. said, here's what I've spoken to you. And here's, you know, you can go any of these ways or, or make <laughs> up your own. And as long as you're kind of following along in those, those words and those giftings that he's already spoken over you, then, you know, it should work out. <laughs> Yeah, everything should work. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of in a um, a weird holding holding pattern. pattern. Even in the interim of what we decided you could be doing in the interim, even that's in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even um, you know, you know, looking at what it, <laughs> you know with the remodel and stuff like that, and then and like I love that area, and then people will start putting in my ear. Well, why don't you? why don't you do this? Why don't you pursue this? Why don't you, you know, open up some doors this way? And then with the book narrating, it's like, okay, well, why don't you oh, pursue that? And I'm like, okay, which way do I go? And it's like, well, can't you do both? Or, you know, even within the ministry and, you know, do I stay there? Do I continue pursuing stuff in the ministry? And it's like, can you do all, all that your heart desires, yeah. <laughs> you know, if they all make you happy. Can you why? write books and have a ministry and own a popcorn mm-hmm. shop? Yeah. <laughs> why not? You know? Yeah. If it makes you. <laughs> if it makes you happy. <laughs> and you're excited and, you know, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question when we say like, where are you going? What does your life look like? What's your dreams? What's your goal? Because life really isn't about what we're doing or where we're going. It's really about who we're becoming. Mm-hmm. And so I think the most telling thing that you've said in regard to sharing who is Brittany daddy is just that phrase. We're saying I'm in a season where God is saying, no, you go first. Mm. You know, so to me, that's like, okay, who is Brittany daddy? <laughs> who is she becoming? She's becoming somebody who is a faithful servant that God trusts. And is basically saying, hey, you go ahead and pick wherever you go. I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. You know, which is so beautiful to come to that Mm -hmm. spot, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would just say, like, hold on to all those prophetic words and, like, really let them them work you and change you. You know, I I can look back at prophetic words and be like, okay, that was a point where um, this shifted who I was. Yeah. I can even look back not that long ago when we were at a conference and that that lady in the lobby just walked up to me and said, um, Lord says you're not going to die. And it was just it freed not not that I'm going to live forever. I'm not saying that it was a, <laughs> it was a specific thing to me at, the, at that point because I had a lot of fear surrounding not doing things because I was afraid I was going to die and leave my children. Yeah. And so that was just it opened up you know, to, to let me go places to where I wanted to go without fear. Yeah. Um, I love that. Even jumping out of a plane that changed that for me. Cause I oh, was like, nice. Yeah. Cause it happened before that. And before that I wanted to jump out of a plane, but I wouldn't do it because I was afraid I would die and leave my kids. Huh? And so backstory, um, I've always wanted to jump out of a plane. So for, I think it was for Brad and I's anniversary, right? No, it was your, uh, fifth was book. My, oh, to celebrate my fifth, uh, duh. <laughs> To celebrate my I fifth book. I'm not celebrating y'all's anniversary. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> to celebrate my fifth book, um, where I was like, why don't you do something, you know, whatever. I'll pay for you to jump out of a plane. And I was like, well, I don't want to jump out of a plane by myself. That's no fun. I want to do it with somebody. And so I was like, the only person I can think of that would jump out of a plane with me is Brittany. <laughs> so uh, I asked her to jump out of a plane. And you really didn't hesitate. I think I asked you. You think so? I did ask you. All right, so I said was, it. <coughs> I think you had already been kind of thinking on it yeah. or whatever. And I said, hey, to celebrate, what about skydiving? 
Could be. I can't. You guys know my my brain is my memory is terrible, especially yeah. during this season of my life. But I think you had already had it on your mind. Yes. And you were like, yeah, will you go with me? And I was like, well, yeah, that's okay, why I'm so asking. Okay, so that's where I think the anniversary thing is coming in because Brad had wanted to get me a, uh, a thing for my anniversary, and it was right after I'd had abdominal surgery. So I was like, <laughs> uh, it's too early, yada, yada. I don't want to jump out of a plane yet. Plus, I don't want to jump by myself, and I don't want to do, do with somebody else. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've been steering around it, and then I think that following year for my is when I wrote the book. Yeah. So anyways, nonetheless... It was the perfect timing for the Lord, and you were ready. And so we took the plunge. I should probably produce that, some of that, clips of that on my YouTube. Yeah, you should. It's so fun. (laughs) Like of us (laughs) coming out. (laughs) Luckily, you didn't get me doing that. So for people who are listening um, and who have never really experienced, or maybe they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I've experienced even the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What would you say to them? If you don't know... Um, I would say get into a quiet place, um, relax (laughs) and just worship the Lord and, and ask him just to, to lay it on you. Yeah. Say, Lord, just display that hunger and everything you do and say, Lord, I just, I, I can't take not getting to experience more of you. I need it, you know, and just, and just let him work on you. Yeah. Um, Chances are something will happen. Yeah. Um, something will happen right then. Um, but, you know, just be open. Yeah. Um, pursue. Um, yes, I was put in a in an atmosphere where I experienced a lot and I was lucky and blessed to be in an area where there was people prophetic and, you know, coming to me. But I've also pursued the spiritual and the prophetic outside of crazy. I mean, it's not been all within right crazy yeah, you eight. still do you go yeah to a lot of yeah things come meetings, up prayer meetings oh yeah things come up online everything go do it go mm-hmm. try it out yeah seek them out see you know you're gonna find places it's not just here other places are just as hungry and are you know working in the, the stirring of the holy spirit and yeah. stuff too so go seek them out <clears throat> awesome well uh if you guys have any final comments questions for Britt, you better hurry up, put them in there because we're <laughs> wrapping this show up. If you hung with us all the way to the end, say thank you, Brittany, in the comments and let her know how much you appreciate her sharing her story. Um, next month is April. Uh, I'm not sure. I have a possible guest in mind in May, uh, Shay Stone, who is an animator for Disney. Actually, she in a, uh, she was casted to Encanto, so she animated oh. all of Encanto. She actually animated uh, Maribel. Oh, my gosh. I know. So she is going to be, we'll be Zooming her in. Uh, she wrote a book, uh, and so we'll, I'm excited to be having her as our guest. Um, and then, again, I've got a couple of guests in the works for April that we're going to be hearing a little bit more about them, more from them as well. Stories are powerful because yeah. they present possibilities to people Mm -hmm. um and so i love hearing people's stories um you know you guys can learn a lot about me watch my youtube listen to my podcast read my books um and so i don't we we want the show to be about what god is doing in the lives of people so that people feel encouraged by that charity says thank you Brittany. you are a rock star thank you for your story thank you everybody for joining us Today and from now until next time, remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.